he had on like the same outfit as me and our girlfriends had almost the same name. That's now his wife, Kenzie. Um, and we're like the same height and weight and we thought in the same major even starting out. So <laughs> it was like destined to be great. Welcome to episode nine of the Thanks Coach Podcast, where we talk about lessons learned from life's many coaches. Today, I'm happy to be joined by two of my former teammates at Iowa State and two men who I've always looked up to and viewed as great friends and leaders, Derek Jones and Trey Achterhoff. I had a blast catching up with these two guys, and we had a great conversation about their relationship, how they became so close, and the power of having a friend to walk through life with. Thanks for tuning in and giving this episode a listen. Reach out to someone who might enjoy this episode. And as always, I hope you get as much out of this conversation as I did. Here is episode nine of Thanks Coach with Derek and Trey. Well, Derek, Trey, thanks for getting on here with me, guys. Heck yeah, man. Hey, thanks for having us. Of course. Um, all right, so let's jump into, I would start with how I met the person, um, in this case, people. I'm pretty sure I met both of you guys probably around the same time. Um, but just for, for context, for the people who don't know who you guys are, you guys were two, two grades above me, I think when, when I was a freshman. So you guys would have been juniors at the time at mm -hmm. Iowa state, uh, both on the track team. And so I'll let you guys each just kind of give your background of, of just like a quick background of where you're from, how you ended up at Iowa state, um, and running track specifically there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm from southwest Iowa, right across the border from Omaha, Nebraska. I uh, grew up there since second grade and moved around a lot before that, but always wanted to go to a big school and didn't always love track and field, to be honest. Uh, I really wanted to play football in college, preferably, but I liked winning more than I liked even football, and so track was pretty black and white, and I didn't have a lot of um, offers by any means, but my dad went to Iowa State, and I loved the idea of going to a big school and couldn't pass up the opportunity to go to the place that I would have gone had I not been doing sports and do one of the sports that I loved, if not the sport that I loved, and so that's where Trey and I didn't meet. We met in some high school track meets before then, but where we really got to know each other, living in good old Welch dorm. Welch Cassell. I don't even remember what our dorm number was. Two two three seven. That's right. Two two three seven Welch Cassell. Where legends were made. No, I so I had a similar and different story. I um, grew up in Northwest Iowa, so like two hours north where Derek was. So yeah, we didn't end up. Well, I guess the first race that we raced against each other was down at the state meet our junior year and that's the only time I ever beat him so I got to make sure that we uh acknowledge that and then I just was watching him from behind the rest of our career so um but um yeah so I did not think I was going to be going to a bigger school I always thought I was going to be going to a smaller school probably to play football uh but track was always on the radar as well and then 
as I was kind of looking into schools and deciding what I wanted to study, I knew I wanted to go into engineering probably and had heard that Iowa State was a good engineering school. And so I um, kind of reached out. And then after junior year, started to get a little bit of interest from the track coaches there unexpectedly. Uh, and that's kind of what drove the decision there is, um, yeah, not really anticipating getting looked at by some bigger schools, but uh, definitely having that be something that I wanted to do, running track or doing sports at a minimum, and then having the opportunity to do that at a level like Iowa State and at a school uh, where I could get a good engineering education as well was kind of a no-brainer at that point. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how I ended up at Iowa State, and I'm really glad I did. I know, uh, I guess my mom would tell you that she was always a little nervous sending me to a big school and <laughs> that's a part Not of this whole story. That mom, you, I bet you. <laughs> I guarantee you that you, <laughs> I don't know, probably different kinds of nervous. Yeah. Uh, Kim and Marsha, shout out moms. <laughs> um, who, who recruited you guys? Who was the, the coach before Steele? Nate Weens recruited us. The coach before Steele, though, was Glenn Smith. So we had three, yeah, got three, recruited, three then sprint came. coaches. Yeah, but we never actually had Nate Weens as our coach. So he, yeah, recruited, he recruited you, us and then you it. got there. Yeah, gotcha. Um, it, what? So you guys were both 400 hurdlers when you came in, right? What else did you do in high school? Did you just, I mean, was it basic 400s, high hurdles too, or? Yeah, I do. Go ahead. Go ahead, Derek. Oh, man. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, so I was, a, yeah, I was mainly a 400 runner. And then, um, yeah, so I didn't start hurdling until my senior year, actually. Uh, so that was kind of my first exposure to hurdles. So I did some highs and obviously the 400 lows in Iowa. Um, but yeah, so I didn't have any really hurdle experience until senior year, but that went well. And I mean, I kind of continued to learn and just tried to leverage the 400. I did uh, have a short stint as a 800 runner my sophomore year. And that quickly died as that is the worst event ever. Everyone says the 400 hurdles is the worst event, but there is no doubt that the 800 is way worse. Yep. (laughs) I totally agree. Yep. I've never ran an 800, but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was notorious for doing like three, four hundreds at the high school meets. A uh, little bit of high jump, but yeah, I ran in the four hundred hurdles my first track meet my freshman year of high school. Coached through like eight of us guys in the four hundred hurdles because obviously no one had ever done them before. And I just kept getting better at them, and so I had to keep doing them. I think I did them every single meet. Uh, until like my junior year and then I finally got a break from the 400 hurdles at one meet but uh, yep developed a love for him over time I think my worst meet why well, I would either be open for 400 hurdles and four by four or the four by eight 400 hurdles and four by four like every That's single just, meet it was like one combination of those two three and it was horrible every time um you were, and then you have like two meets a week sometimes. It's like, yeah, that's ludicrous in college. <laughs> Looking back on it, like after being in college track of like what, and especially like how short the season was, and it was like two meets a week, and then all of a sudden it was like 
yeah, it was, it's, it's psycho to think about it that way now. Honestly, you do like one of one or two events, maybe. Yeah. Well, for you, I guess for us, for you. Yeah. My you story's know, a little different. Dick Bathley, you're, it's just as bad for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Trey, you were a quarterback, right? And Derek, you were a running back in high school? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yep. Quarterback is safety. And then. I, I yeah I mean me being from a smaller school tried to do it all too so played basketball and baseball as well but yeah 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 football uh again was my favorite but uh, I didn't play basketball my senior year because I broke my ankle junior year and just didn't want to risk it did yeah, someone on the baseball. court break your ankle Derek is that what happened they they cross you over and you just bro- yeah did someone yeah. just cross you over on the basketball court and you broke your ankle and you were done obliterated <laughs> just dunked on uh, um all right so then so you guys got to Iowa State you guys were roommates freshman year right um, oh yeah <laughs> and so I've heard all the stories of it um bit so I guess I'll just Let's go one at a time, just first impressions of moving in um, with a guy, I guess, you kind of knew coming into it from racing against him or whatnot, but um, initial shock of, of being at college away for the first time and living with another dude and and what you thought of him. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go first on that? <laughs> Eric, you go. All right. Uh, very first impression was pretty crazy on moving day. I remember it was sweltering hot and we had bought a piece of carpet from Menards. And so the first thing we got to do was suffer together, which is bonding, laying that carpet down. Um, and then he had on like the same outfit as me and our girlfriends had almost the same name. That's now his wife, Kenzie. Um, and we are like the same height and weight. And we thought in the same major even starting out. So it was like destined to be great. Uh, I knew Trey was a little bit, um, he had his head screwed on a little straighter than me, I think. And that, that didn't bother me, but that would be one of my first impressions as well. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a relative term maybe. But yeah, it was, it was crazy moving in. Like how many things were the exact same, like literally same shorts. We were wearing the same color, everything. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it was, it was just dumb. And, but a lot of fun. And I, yeah, I think actually it's funny, pretty similar initial impression. Um, And this is funny, but I remember my mom asked me the same question, like a week into school of like, Hey, what are your first impressions of Derek? And, and part of it, I mean, this, there's a lot going into this with, you know, Derek's head screwed on straighter comment, but I basically told her, I was like, you know, we're going to get along super good, but you know, I don't know, like this, what we're kind of interested in outside of track and school. I was like, I don't know if we're going to become like best friends or not. Like I wouldn't anticipate we'll be like super close, but we're going to get along just fine. Cause we have so many things similar and how wrong I was there. Um, but yeah, that was, that was kind of my initial impressions. Yeah. And I mean, but being away, I mean, from home too, that was awesome. Like, yeah, I remember 
thriving more than the average. You know, I had a lot of stuff provided for me as a student in terms of like relationships on the track team. And, um, you know, the first semester of school wasn't too terrible. Uh, but I remember Trey and I staying up so late just doing whatever we wanted, like every night yeah. the first oh. two months. And it was almost a whole first semester. Yeah. Which I don't know how we did that. We were up to like, yeah, I, it was only like three days after my mom called that I realized that I'd be, I was pretty wrong about how close we were going to get. But yeah. Um, yeah. Cause we were just like up all the time playing GTA. GTA was like our first semester of freshman yep. year. GTA five came out and that was, there was no more schoolwork or sleep that were going to happen after that. We would race each other home. <laughs> we play so. like, we would like sprint home at lunchtime and like 30 minutes at lunch. It was bad. Get a mission in. Oh, uh, Trevor. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, so then, so after, I guess let's, let's just lump like the next, like those first two years together. Um, so freshman, sophomore year of, of how you guys' relationship like grew. Um, you guys didn't live together sophomore year, right? Correct. Yeah. Derek didn't want to live with me. Uh-huh. Correct. <laughs> I actually did the least amount of research for this one out of any other one I did. I was like, I I remember nice. enough about. This. Um, nice. Yes. Okay. Just um, yeah, like those those two years total of of like moving in together, becoming friends, not living together. Um, what what that like first half of college was like before I entered the picture. I can start with this one, I guess. Um, Yeah, I mean, we already kind of said a little bit what our first year was like and just kind of becoming fast friends. And, um, you know, we're spending almost every minute of every day together being in the same, especially first semester when Derek was still doing engineering. We were like all the same classes. We'd go to practice together. We'd have to go to lead to get our study hours in together uh, and coming home and being in the dorm together. Um, And so, yeah, really quickly – kind of figuring out everything about what made each other tick. And um, yeah, I think there was the only thing that was different between us freshman year was that I was a believer and was following Jesus. And at the time Derek wasn't, and that was the only thing that was ever like a rub. It wasn't even, I don't even know if I'd necessarily call it a rub in our relationship, but it was just kind of like a respected distance, I guess. Um, And yeah, for, I guess, from my perspective in that, like, yeah, that didn't affect the way that I saw Derek at all, just as a friend. And I mean, obviously I wanted, I wanted that to change and I wanted to be able to share that with him. And, uh, I guess (laughs) my mom was calling me, you know, first semester, like mom's dude or to freshman college students. And she was asking me again about Derek and it was after we had started to become better friends. And my response that time was, uh, you know, mom, I think if Derek ever became a believer, if he ever started following Jesus, I think he'd be the best man in my wedding. Um, and I just wasn't sure if that was going to happen. And maybe I'm spoiling, uh, you know, a future story there. But um, yeah, that was kind of fresh. still not a believer. So keep praying <laughs> for me, man. <laughs> For sure. Um, hey, every day, every day, I'm on my knees for you, man. Oh man. 
Um, no, I – yeah, so it would be freshman year that was – This would be pretty was, awkward if I wasn't. I mean. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Derek, you actually have something to tell me, right? <laughs> no. Oh, man. Um, yeah, and then I guess – so that was kind of part of that maybe respectful – distance or whatever that it was that that just that difference that we had in our faith freshman year is probably why we didn't end up living together sophomore year oh did I miss anything from freshman year Derek no I think that's accurate I mean from my perspective it's it's borderline impossible for me to lump the first two two years of college into the same summary statement because they were worlds apart for me personally um so yeah I mean freshman year was pretty like smooth uh track went much better than expected I you know I switched majors which everyone does um and yet what Trey's talking about this this tension this rub you know the only thing that was starkly different yeah was our faith and uh his faith mind lack thereof I should say and so the really the only times we weren't hanging out were from the hours of like 7 p.m. to 2 a.m. Friday and Saturday, um, mostly. And, you know, I just realized, okay, that's not what he's about. You know, I just thought it was kind of surface level. Like, he just didn't want to hang out with the people I wanted to hang out with. You know, I didn't really understand fully why he chose to, you know, make some different decisions than me. I just figured I was making them because I wanted to be cool and do what I wanted to do. And, dad really was not in the picture until sophomore year when I went through you know a relatively rough breakup it was certainly rough to me at the time and I've had a pretty cushy life and so to be thrown out of like having control over every single area of my life um, was all it took for me to kind of humble myself or get a taste of humility that I wasn't necessarily looking for and realize man I can't maybe I can't control everything and maybe I'm not God and maybe this hurts me for a deeper reason than just your average breakup should hurt, you know? And so I really started to question a lot of things and the foundation I was standing on. And I could look at Trey who I, yeah, didn't live with sophomore year, not because I didn't like him, but because I wanted to live even more guilt-free in those hours that we weren't together. Um, probably. And, uh, yet was able to look at him as you know someone that I did trust and could go to um you know in the same way that I would go to my mom or dad in a season of difficulty because as human beings we we have to process things or it just destroys us and so he was one of the guys that I processed this breakup with and the thing that was different about his advice than my parents advice was you know there's a spiritual component to it and I knew he was praying for me and he was willing to, you know, even pray for me out loud and just listen and be a good friend. And um, through my own questioning and his example of integrity, you know, I started to get curious about his God and going to stuff that he was going to like church on Sunday morning. And then just super quickly, the light bulb went off for me and I realized there was an answer to my questions and, I didn't have to live the way I was living and there was a better way. So that's why it's hard for me to talk about those two years in the same breath, because I literally, you know, feel like I went from death to life and 
couldn't wait to live with Trey my junior year. <laughs> so, <laughs> what what did those questions look like? Like what where yeah, where yeah. did you where did you start and like what were those conversations that you guys were having? Yeah, for me, um, a lot of the questions I'm talking about were like internal questions that I was going like. I mean, what it looked like was tears on my knees at my bedside not being able to sleep you know like god i don't know if you're real but i've never actually known how i got here and i probably have been taking way too much credit for things that i don't i didn't actually like build with my own two hands you know i realized i could tear my hamstring tomorrow which seems like it would certainly be out of my have track this other piece of my like foundation that seems so critical to me and my identity and so what would I do then you know so those are some of the questions you know pretty like deep life questions but uh, it's so easy to go through life and not answer them and just be blind to them but luckily I was having to ask them and Trey certainly knew the answers for himself um, but more than just telling me the answers (laughs) you know he was able to just like point me to Jesus and um that was what I, I mean, ultimately needed. I think, I mean, I think that's a biggest thing from my perspective is, I guess, like if I look back at what those conversations were like, it, I, it didn't feel like I was doing anything really like it, like anything different than what was just kind of natural and just being a friend and like allowing what God was clearly already doing and Derek just happen and get to like watch it and experience it. And so um, like, yeah, if there's like no credit at all that I deserve other than to get to claim that I was like standing next to him when it happened, you know, like, yeah. And I think that I even saw that already freshman year and maybe that's even part of why I was even so hopeful for it and like praying specifically just for him and, and expecting that potentially that part of our friendship could start to bloom and we could start to have like our faith in the Lord in common was because I had kind of seen some softness toward, toward God already freshman year, even if it was maybe uh, different than, um, what Derek would like describe as softness for the Lord now um, and just like curiosity. And there was, there was like a, I don't know, Derek, you can probably articulate it better than I can at observing it externally, but there was, there was definitely a, an openness to like God existing and being there and being a part of like um, supporting you. But it was maybe more just in that, like uh, in that frame where he was like a support to the things that you could, control or the things that you could succeed in or do I don't know if you yeah there's certainly a part of all of us I think that realizes Absolutely. we can't control everything and so I I prayed almost more religiously religiously than I do now to a God I definitely can say I did not know but it was all out of like fear of losing the things in my life that were actually my gods if you will you know and so I'd go to bed at night scared you know that my entire family was going to die or <laughs> life was going to suck for me. And so I pray, you know, and that's just human nature. I think that's in us to 
to seek, if you will. And so Trey's not wrong about my warmness towards, yeah, if God is real, I want to be on his good side, but certainly was not like actively pursuing him. Or, mm-hmm. um, I was in love with sin more, certainly freshman year. So. Yeah, I think that was became so clear to me like as we started to have more conversations and, and I think after, after Derek had kind of made the choice of like, I need to figure out who God actually is. And it was just so, I don't know. It's so refreshing. Anytime that you get to, and I, I mean, I had been actually following Jesus for like two years at this point. So like, let's not act like I was super mature or anything either, but um yeah, it's just like, there's a freshness when someone is experiencing Jesus for the first time and asking these questions and like yeah I don't know just like the I I, it's kind of funny I remember maybe the most uh I guess explicit example not explicit example but the most clear example that I can remember of a question or a conversation that Derek and I had was in the shower after track practice Derek asked like I think it was and I could be remembering this wrong but I'm pretty sure that's like dude why don't you like swear like what's that about was that what it was Uh, I don't think so, but I, I, yeah, actually you could be right. Uh, it was something I can't, it was like, I don't know. I can't remember, but, but it was just like something. Yeah. So I don't know. It was something like that where it was just, it was just fun to be able to be like, yeah, why do no, we, you might be right? Actually. Yeah. I can't even, I probably like, swore at you to show you that it's not for like a religious thing like it doesn't matter it's just like part of you know like steering a ship and you know being a witness right but yeah yep that's awesome um all right so then i got there in the fall of what would have been y'all's junior year um and i think we met at fca would have been like the very first time probably that I was like around you guys bumped into you guys. Um, me and Connor green came like to the very first one that fall or whatever, because it was our goal to hit like as many clubs as possible that week. And that was one of them. Um, I think we had heard about it from like grace or Jasmine or something. They were like, yeah, we're going to this night. We're like, Oh, cool. That's like, like we have this one lined up and that one. And then that's right after. So we'll just like swing through all three of them or whatever. Um, and so I guess that would have been when I bumped into you guys and we went through that semester. Um, and I do want to get, if you guys even remember your thoughts on me, like that first semester. Um, so this is why I think the story is so cool of like how you guys came together and kind of fell apart and came together and like stayed um, best friends and ended up being pivotal in my life. But um, similar how you guys were just talking about, I don't remember if this is like exactly what it was or if it was even you, Derek, or if it was you, I think it was Derek, but it could have been one of you guys like in the locker room after practice one time was just like, like, dude, like, stop living, like, this double life that you are and come to, like, our Bible study on Tuesday night or something. It was like, okay, I was, that was bold. <laughs> like, sure. And then, like, we, like, like eventually sat down, like, talked through all that stuff. But, like, one of you guys was just like, dude, like, stop it and just, like, follow me. And, like, we'll show you. And I was like, okay. Like, yeah, that's that. I don't think I can really say no the way you're looking at me right now. Like I could like feel it. Like it, like you were staring at my soul. I was like, Oh God, they know, like they know who I, who I, um, 
Okay, and I guess before you guys answer that question too, I'll give, um, I was thinking about, I'll just give like a little more quick background of like my thoughts coming into that. Like based on what you guys were just talking about, I feel like I was almost in like Derek's shoes of, of like you said, just like loving sin, um, but not really like making that connection of like being around other believers of like why they weren't doing it either. Um, and I didn't have a roommate who was like directly opposing that like you did. Like I was surrounded by other people that were doing that. Um, but it was like bumping into you guys at like FCA or like stuff like that. Um, so then that's where I guess like when we finally got to that point where you guys sort of like did like talk to me about it, I was like, oh crap, like I didn't I didn't realize this was that big of a like thing to be doing, like living both these lives kind of if that like if that makes sense looking back on it for you guys. Yep. Yeah, I guess uh, it totally makes sense. I mean, that, that like, I mean, that was my story too. Like uh, when I came into the Lord Junior Year High School, that was my exact story too. You know, I'm the kid that can do this stuff and be a part of the activities and um, say the right thing when I go to church with my parents and uh, not understand the gospel at all and not understand at all how following Jesus affects everything in your life. I had to get knocked upside the head for that to happen for me. And just like almost everybody has to get knocked upside the head. It just happened to be a couple of years earlier. Right. And yeah. So I, I mean, I think you're right. Like getting to watch that happen for you. Um, yeah, it was, it was fun. And I remember feeling those same things and knowing like probably knowing what was going on or like what kind of where you were at as far as, being involved in FCA, just kind of like having this thing that you were coming to or, um, and doing what you did best and just like being optimistic and, and being a, a gatherer and being somebody that people just love being around and charismatic. And you're just great at that. And people love being around you. And like, I think you just gravitated to that and gravitated to another place that that could occur. I mean, and that ultimately that's what helped you actually meet Jesus. So that was pretty cool to watch. Yeah. I mean, I, it doesn't shock me. I didn't know that about the clubs thing and just trying to hit as many of them as you could, but that right. shocked me 0%, you know, about <laughs> you and Connor. Uh, but that's that also speaks to like part of your personality like you were super extroverted super warm like trey saying um but warm to uh you know sin on the weekends just as warm to fc on monday nights is kind of how you're describing it yourself and that's evident to you know the people around you when that is the case and so mm. I I saw the, you know, energetic and fun to be around freshman dude that was not more than a freshman in college. We're all like a little rambunctious and no one fully has their head screwed on straight even when they graduate. And so, I mean, I saw you hopefully with a lens of like grace for that, but also with the lens of like, hey, man, if like, if, you know, if you want to come around and be a part of FCA and stuff like that we definitely would love to have you and you you know 
could be and hopefully are going to be like such an asset to God's kingdom someday, you know, with the natural gift set and personality he's given you. But you got to understand, like, I had the perspective of the church that was like, it was, you know, filled with a bunch of hypocrites and it was just about the rules to follow. And, you know, anytime that we as Christians like portray that to the outside world, we make it harder for them to see the beauty of what Christianity is actually about and who Jesus is and why we follow him and why we live a little differently. And so, yeah, I I probably just wanted you to see that like I had seen it and uh, it it can be detrimental, you know, when we, when we live in two worlds and it's definitely like detrimental for you, but it's also detrimental for your witness. And so that's, probably what Trey and I were trying to explore with you yeah as you came in freshman year and then so I, I think that was like at the beginning of that or the end of that fall and then we were like actually on the team together in the spring because that's after I got done with football and then switched over to track and um then we were like actually around yep. each other all the time mm-hmm. and with that whole crew with coach Steele in his first year and um so fun <laughs> gosh that was a blast that was um, great yeah, and going to meets, I, I found one the other day of us, like, out in Stanford, out walking around, and uh, where we were, like, San Francisco State or wherever that was, that we, like, went and found the beach, and had <laughs> got, like, the, I got, like, the call from Coach Steele, I'm like, you're competing in 10 minutes, where are you, and all that. Um, <laughs> First time in an Uber. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think you guys dished me for that. I think I was still competing. Thanks, yeah, guys. you were. <laughs> we're, out, we're out having fun. <laughs> Um, yeah, but then, so, so this is where I really want to like start to pick you guys as brains of, um, so then you two, um, and you each had your strength and strengths and individual moments in my life, but like the two of you together, I guess I just like always have lumped in my mind is like this, like one big, like older brother mentor figure, like in my college life, um, whether that was like through track of just like like I was a new guy on the team halfway through the, through the year. So I had like so much I had to figure out of like college track. Um, but also of, of obviously like walking me through my faith and, and everything involved in that. And then down the line into relationships and like all these different things. Um, but not just with me, there were so many other guys around us. Um, so I want to just pick you guys' brains on like how like you guys work together um to 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 just love on like younger guys like that and lead them and um I mean I think I mean I thought about this when I was talking to Gavin about just like the way he holds you guys like the way he view views you guys and I I feel like there's countless other people like in that group of like Derek and Trey were just like the standard of like like drawing people in and loving them and living this life. Um, and not to say that you guys are perfect, because I'm sure you'll be the first ones to say, like, that's totally not true. And you guys had your struggles and all that. But what? No, man. Like, how, how did that how did that look for you guys to live? And um, like, in such a way that that's the reputation you got? Dude, I'm just yeah, glad to be lumped man. in with Trey. <laughs> what? I, the other way around, man. Come on. I didn't expect to just 
hop on a big encouragement circle. At five, yeah, ten, I was like, oh, man, I'm feeling Monday. filled up, man. That's why it does. <laughs> why it fills people up? <laughs> no, but dude, I think I'm glad you say that, and I am glad you even lump us together mentally because I think it says something about God's design for friendship yeah. and brotherhood and how. I mean, it's interesting to think how much less effective we would have been as absolutely witnesses had we not had each other. Yeah. yeah, I yeah, I think that's spot on. I think we had complementary strengths. I think that's why we yeah. I guess really it was an iron sharpens iron thing, like big time. I think we were just willing to like have that sort of relationship where we could call out weaknesses and encourage strengths in each other and I think just naturally those are pretty complimentary um and yeah and I had mostly like I had mostly weaknesses but was on fire because (laughs) I'd pretty recently gotten saved and so I could just like talk to people about what I had just learned and then when they had questions I could just say well that's a great question for Trey you know (laughs) he's the mature and wise one here (laughs) so it was a good good fit but I mean, I even think we both are like such achievers, like mm-hmm. part of the thing that I'm looking for still as I am four years out of college almost is like friendships like I had in Trey and Jack, one of our other buddies, you know, iron sharpens iron. And I, I get that. And I'm not necessarily feeling like the negative ramifications of not having that around me but I am feeling the like void of knowing what it is like to have that and feel like borderline unstoppable, but also just like, you know, I get around trade Jack and I just like want to confess my sin and want to be like, dude, you know, challenge me on this because they like did that for so many years and were that for me. Um, that, I don't know. It's just special. Like I think godly friendships and the godly spouses, like already numero uno for um, people of all stages of life. Like really, I think that's been a huge prayer that's been answered on my behalf that I never even prayed for myself, you know, but it's made all the difference in my life. So. Yeah. And I mean, from, my perspective, I just remember being like constantly convicted of like, all right, so Derek has been following Jesus for two months and he's already like more excited and telling more people about Jesus than you have like all year. And it's like, it's just, yeah, uh, just a great like catalyst and reminder of the joy that it is to follow Jesus. And, um, yeah, I think that's what was like another aspect that was was pretty special. I think Derek nailed it that that those friendships are so hard to come by and are such a blessing and were such a blessing for us with our college friends and and just naturally doing those sort of friendships outside of college has to be so much more intentional and it just is way more difficult and you know <laughs> yeah, like we spent a weekend together a month ago down in North Carolina with Jack and just being able to be in a setting more similar to college where you're like around each other, like 24 seven and like in life together for a weekend. It's, it's just crazy how quickly, um, yeah, you're just rejuvenated and 
Um, it's just very clear that God has made us to be in a relationship in multiple different kinds of relationships and, and how that, that pushes you to, to follow Jesus better as yeah, you're kind of mirrored back. I think even some of the negative things, I think that was another one of the things about our relationship yeah. is that we had a lot of the same weaknesses too. And so you get that mirrored back at you and then all of a sudden you get the bristle of the Holy spirit in the back of your neck, like, Oh, you're mad about that, about Derek, because that's exactly what you do and, or whatever it is. And so then you just feel like an idiot and confess and like move on. And, uh, like, um, yeah, just then live out of grace in that. But it's, yeah, when you're, when you're able to have that exposed to you, it just, it helps you be a better person and a better Jesus follower. So, yeah. Um, okay. So one last thing to pick you guys' brains on and then we'll, we'll hop ahead to the last questions. But, um, my, so then my sophomore year, when you guys were leaders of our FCA, um, and pulled all of us in to start like discipling us and building us into, to the leaders when you guys were gone. Um, what, what did you guys both learn like through the process of, of leading FCA, um, with Lori a bit. I think that was also the transition where you guys started doing a lot more on your own of, of just like leading other people and having to, to like figure out what the heck like we were going to do and, and how to, how to reach out and how to format and also how to like build other people up within our group. Um, and I guess just, just from like, like obviously from, a Christian side too, but just from like also a leadership and like people skill side of, of like, I don't know how much formal leadership training you had up until that point, but like what, how did you guys grow in that time that like carried with you? It's so funny. I mean, I would love to know how I would have like answered this question three months ago because it would have been a total bunch of baloney most likely because like I don't know I just think I've learned so much about leadership this year that it's hard to quantify um but even you know you saying like we were the leaders of FCA really like Lori felt the pressure of FCA and if you don't feel pressure you're not really in the leadership position and so even things like a connection group was mostly just fun for us to lead. And there's very little like pressure involved. It was like, you know, Hey, yeah, we follow Jesus. Like we want you to, to let's, let's hang out on Tuesday nights and talk about him and pray for each other. And like, that was part of what Trey and I would have like done already with each other that we could just invite people into, but there, there wasn't like a ton of pressure, I would say is the thing that I've felt this year, like actually being in a place of like leadership and just like realizing I never actually have led anything in the way that I think that I have or thought I had um, until now, you know, having like a staff team around me and having like, not just being over a connection group, but all the connection groups and like the leaders of those, it's just like a totally different, world you know and having to think about like systems and stuff like that's just I could just be like a people person you know and that is the the definite like on on ramp 
for most people leadership is like being good with people and um yeah and that's that, what i was that to me was the fun part <laughs> i don't know yeah for sure and that's what i was going to kind of piggyback off of that is you know from the perspective of where we were and like even being kind of sub leaders you know in fca's case under lori um and even and i think there was some there was definitely some ownership we had there and trying to like figure out how we could make our aspect of it definitely. better and i think what i think one of the lessons that i learned within that is just like what you're saying Derek, is i think there were times where i felt the the pressure not necessarily the same pressure you're talking about but the pressure to make like the content so good or like the what we actually did on any given night like the thing and that that was what the pressure felt like like you had to make what you were giving somebody good enough to like entertain them or to like lead them in this certain way to experience god or like it was so con it felt like it had to be so content driven um and what i've at least from my experience what i learned and found is that yes the content is important but way more than that is the relationship and is the being real and being vulnerable and providing space for people to experience that and experience vulnerability and experience somebody caring and loving for them in a way that's different than, mm -hmm. than what they've experienced for. And I think that's true both within and like inside of faith and outside of faith. Just, I mean, I even think from a professional standpoint, like the times where I've been able to be, most effective in my even role as an engineer is when I feel like seen and known within what my strengths and weaknesses are there and like encouraged and empowered to like go and be a part of something or do something that is is like healthy and where you are known and so that's I think that's what I learned is that it's leadership is way less like creating great content and way more yeah creating a space for people to connect yep nice yep. very very well spoken um okay so the last questions now are and i guess i kind of skipped over all this stuff when we hopped on it would just chat before we started but um so the the whole premise of the podcast i think i might have texted with you guys about this is it's called thanks coach um the idea is everything in life is a coach whether it's like specifically like coach Steele, our track coach, or if it's like a teacher from high school or a professor or you guys as roommates um, or track as a sport or like a death of someone, like everything can be a coach if you choose to view it that way and learn something from it that betters you as a person. Um, so that's the whole premise behind like this podcast is like learning from life pretty much. Um, so these these last three questions I have are like geared toward your life right now, like where you're at and what you're doing. Um, so real quick before I ask them, just give me a brief overview of like what stage of life you're in right now, what you're doing job wise, um, relationship wise, everything. Yeah, so I'm currently living in Minneapolis with my wife, Kenzie. Uh, we've, yeah, we've been here for over three years now, three and a half years. And I'm a mechanical engineer for Boston Scientific. So I work on medical devices, um, dealing with the heart. So yeah, that's, 
that's what that's what I do on a on a daily basis. Yeah, and uh, my wife Sydney and I just moved to Bloomington, Indiana, where Indiana University is, to start a salt company, college ministry here. Uh, she's a second grade teacher just down the street from our house, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, this was definitely the right next step for me in my life, at least for the next five years, just getting to afford some college students, some Derek Joneses and White Roses walking around Indiana University that don't know the Lord or trying the best they know how to follow them in college and just giving them a space to do that. So, Sweet. All right. So then first question um, in your life right now, what are you learning and who are you learning it from? So again, like the who doesn't have to be a person per se, but what are you learning right now and who are you learning it from? Um, I can, I can try to chew that off first. So my, I, I'm trying to, one thing that I'm trying to kind of shift and, and do now is center like things that I'm learning or like goals that I have around single words, just cause they're, they're more like theme driven. And I think it can help encompass like bigger chunks of what's going on. And so even like, as I'm thinking about and into next year, I'm already trying to think through and pray through like what word I want next year to be focused around. And, and this year's was um, dependence. And I think that that is a big thing that God has been teaching me this year. And I, I think specifically um, I'm learning that from, I mean, the crazy circumstances that we're all experiencing right now with the uncertainty um, with COVID and the election and the political climate. And I mean, just all the uncertainty that we've experienced in 2020, um, learning dependence on the Lord through that. And I think a big part of that for me personally is, is just the way that, um, yeah, it's giving up, I think, control of, of my relationships and even like my work circumstances and, um, even like ministry opportunities that I have and all of those things being thrown up in the air this year and all of that being different um, has been big for me to just have it reinforced that I'm not in control of everything and I can't create what I want or create this definition of success for myself. And that has to come from dependence on the Lord. Nice. Um, yeah. I'm learning so much. Like part of the season I'm in is like, a bit of a fiery furnace you know it's hard to like I'm not in the stage where where I look back on what I learned yet and really process so any processing that's about to come out of my mouth is like mid pruning and so it could be off but uh, I already said I mean I'm learning that I've never really led anything and so I'm learning a lot about just leadership in general um but uh also you know, learning a lot about my own weaknesses, you know, and so I don't know who's teaching me that other than the people that I'm leading or the people that are alongside me or the Lord himself. Uh, but, you know, realizing that it's, it's one thing to make the big decisions for Jesus, like moving my life to Bloomington, Indiana, to do what I know is right on paper and in the big scheme of things it's an entirely different thing to make the right decision in the minutia of day-to-day 
life and to make those decisions over and over and over again, you know, that's a lot harder in my mind. And so learning a thing or two about doing that and working with, with people and making people the priority kind of like Jesus did with his 12 disciples and not the, the thing I'm building. So, yeah, sweet. Um, and then it's already said it, but, uh, second question is who are you teaching and what are you teaching them? Yeah, this one's, I'll keep it straightforward for me. Um, I'm doing the best I can to teach college students who their creator is and how much he cares for them and wants a relationship with them. And so primarily that's freshmen at Indiana University. Um, but I don't want to complicate it and teach them anything besides like the simplicity of the good news that you know they don't have to work their way to God but he came down to them and um, because of that we can have an entirely better life than the one we're living apart from him so I'm do I'm that's literally my job is to teach them that so <laughs> hopefully that's what I'm doing <laughs> Yeah, for me, um, yeah, I think this is actually transitioning a little bit. And I, I mean, I think I'm, I'm starting to try to figure out what it looks like to, you know, just in smaller teams, even at work, starting to be given a little bit more like direct leadership than just executing tasks. And so I think even there, I mean, it, just at a surface level of, of work, just learning what it, what it means to, um, yeah, like drive toward goals and, um, bring people along on like where, you know, you need to go for the thing that you need to accomplish. And, um, as <laughs> even that is probably me learning a lot more than it is teaching anybody, especially at this point in, um, my career. But then at, at a kind of a, a deeper level, just at work then too, it's, um, you know, starting in, I started a new, a new role back in April. And I mean, just now I'm finally starting to actually, um, get to interact with my coworkers on a personal level, more than just over a screen. Um, and so trying to do my best to, um, maybe show and exemplify some of the same things that, um, yeah, I tried to when was just living with Derek for the first time and trying to show them and teach them how I live and love Jesus and um, provide opportunities to tell them about that. But like I said, at a really practical level too, what I'm hoping is that a high school across the street that I can coach track this upcoming spring. So um, nice. I'm trying to get set up for that right now too. So nice, big time. Um, all right, and then big one to end it. Who who has been or what has been the biggest coach um in your in your life? I feel like it's hard to not say um my parents and my dad specifically, just um you know, there's there's seasons of life where so many coaches have coaches and people and leaders have been a part of my life, but the most consistent obviously is is my dad and just really appreciating the, the way that he conducts himself in 
um, our family and loving us and loving my mom and um, yeah, just trying to exemplify those same things in the way that I love Ken's and um, the way that, uh, yeah, I hope to be a part of, you know, leading and being a part of leading my family together with Ken's as we, um, you know, potentially start that in the short to medium term future. And um, yeah, and just really the way that he loves and follows Jesus and um, just in a, yeah, in the workplace and, and seeking to make every bit of life ministry, um, I think is probably the biggest thing that yeah, my biggest coach. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think parents are often like pointed at one because it's hard not to answer this question with someone that you haven't like spent that much direct time with. And all of us have spent a lot of direct time with our parents and learned from them, good or bad. And so for me, like the most good that I've learned has come from my older brothers in the faith. Um there being multiple, Trey being one of them, certainly, and that that I've even been learning a lot in this season, like having left friend, you know, friends, family, and familiar to come and do something that's more trailblaze blazing of sorts is like I desire, and we all need like friendships like that. You know, I want to surround myself with people that indirectly inspire me to be a better person and aren't afraid to directly challenge me to be a better person like I just think that that's so critical and if you have that for the majority of your life it's crazy what you might accomplish that you never thought you would have and so I'm glad you had us both on this podcast like together at the same time um, because I have multiple older brothers you know besides Trey that I've gotten the chance to just like do life with and seeing that, you know, a lot of the like friendship stuff that's happened between Trey and I can never be talked about on a podcast because there's not enough time. It's just like observation of each other's life and that inspiration that I'm talking about and that willingness to just like breach the awkward to get to the, you know, gold. And so, yeah. Well said. That's why you let Derek answer a question like that second. <laughs> well nailed it i think uh ryan is worthy of being your <laughs> ultimate coach there uh, both of our ultimate coach being king jesus so we just kind of took that as a given Amen. i hope your listeners can understand that oh yeah. yeah awesome well that's that's all the questions i have for you guys um i always end with this my turn to to I guess just spew a little bit to you guys um, and say my thanks coach to you guys for um, well, first off right now, let me pick your brains on this um, and just see, see what it's in you guys, the stages of life to be learning and processing these different things. And um, I think it's always fun to do the questions at the end and watch people like actually have to process through like what they're actually doing in their day-to-day life. And um, obviously I wouldn't have had you guys on here if I didn't think you were, worth learning from but also just thank you for um being in my lives at the right point and obviously that's that's thanks to jesus for that but um for seeing me and for 
for picking on me and pushing me in the right direction and, and constantly encouraging me and loving me and um, sending me down a different path than I was on. I, I said this to, to Macbeth when he was on here that he was one of the first ones I really heard talk about Jesus back in high school. Um, and at the time, didn't think much of it, but looking back on it, like it was one of those things that coming to meet you guys, I was like, oh, I went to FCA in high school a couple times and heard like college athletes speak. I'm like, I could be one of those people. Like, I'll keep going to this, um, which then bumps me into you guys. And so I told Macbeth, which is the same for you guys too, um, thank you for being in my life because one way or another, you guys had a hand in changing my eternity. Um, and that's just something like you guys said, you you were just pointing me and walking through it with me, but it was it was cool to have you guys be a part of that. So, thank you, man. Dude, this Thanks has been life. awesome. Love you, brother. <laughs> yeah. Love you, man. Hey, tell everybody. You're awesome. Dude, yeah. you're the man. Thanks for listening to another episode of Thanks, Coach. Each episode I do, I am encouraged by the stories I hear, but I also love to hear from the listeners on what you are learning or enjoying about the episodes. If you know of anybody that would be a great guest on the podcast, reach out to me and keep living a life of constant learning. See you next time.